Welcome to episode 460 of the Paranoid School Rock Show. My name's Armitage and I've been knocking out this podcast since 2007, but still haven't been gainfully employed by a real-life wage-paying radio station. I have, though, been playing your music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Tuesday, that was the 6th of October, future and non-wall rock radio listeners, myself, the Squirrel, and friend of the show and Squirrel Associate, Arkwright, popped up to the borderline to see Biters. Uh, I missed their other London date at the Barfly with the role models on the 25th. As for my sins, I was at the O2 for One Direction. I did hear reports from a couple of sources that the sound at the Barfly wasn't as good as it could have been. Mind you saying that, one of the sources was Yuku, who had flown over from Finland to see the Wild Hearts. Then he'd hot-footed it across town for the Biters gig, where he parted so hard that he missed his flight home. But that's another story. I did, however think that when the band hit the stage the sound could have been louder as I wanted to be pinned to the back of the venue caught in a jet engine of loud guitars. This coming from a man who has a hearing test booked at work next month. Pardon? Biters are young, fun and full of good old fashioned power pop tunes. Admittedly nothing that hasn't been done before but there's nothing wrong with enthusiastically played songs with more hooks and big riffs that have been seen since Cheap Trick first rocked out of Rockford. In the crowbar afterwards, the squirrel and top classic rock scribe Dave Ling were discussing the merits of the band's decision to cover Cowboy Song, Boys Are Back In Town and The Car's My Best Friend's Girl. In actual fact, only the Cowboy Song was played. The others, according to them, were inadvertent covers. I guess So Many Nights has got that air of twin Thin Lizzy guitar sound about it, but with songs like 1975, the band certainly look to that most diverse of decades that had prog, rock, glam, disco and punk all vying for our attention. The Biters take a bite, pun intended, from everything. What I like to see from a band live is wham, bam, thank you, arm, with songs barreling into each other, leaving no room for the audience, let alone the band, to draw breath. To a certain extent, Byers fulfilled his task, but Took is an engaging frontman with a few stories to tell. Plus, he doesn't take himself too seriously, with him even likening the official paranoid squirrel butterfly keeper to Tony Iommi. At one point, Took gets as many guys in the venue down the front as possible so they can catch him when he stage dives. The thing is with the borderline is it has a very low ceiling. So uh, he ended up hanging upside down from some piping and swinging back onto the stage. It's up on YouTube for you to check out. We're not telling tales. The biters are explosive, setting off incendiary devices that you and I might call songs. Unfortunately, listeners, the band's UK tour finished yesterday in Sheffield. However, if you're in Amsterdam tonight, tonight being the 10th of October, you can just about catch them before they head back to the US of A. And took the reason the majority of the audience didn't respond to your three's company remark is that we had it first. Four years earlier, to be precise, as Man About the House. Until next week... Take it easy.
sweat. What is this? Oh, man. Strathmore Spring Water. I'm sponsored by this. Whenever you're thirsty, crunch your thirst with Strathmore Still Spring Water. How you guys feeling over there?
label in the U.S. would ever put out our records because we don't play Warped Tour style music. We just play regular ass rock and roll because that's what we like. But uh, our friends Eric Records decided to sign us and put out a record. I'm very grateful for them. But they also keep buying me liquor shots while I'm trying to play a good show. What are you trying to do to me, Dan H? Alright, so let's give it up to Eric for buying us shots of a... Oh, they didn't get us shelf liquor. They got us well whiskey, the cheap shit.
leather jacket. He wore his leather jacket. You wore your leather jacket, and everybody looks cooler than me. I just look like Joan Jett in a woman's vest. Do you guys got Three's Company over here? You know that show, Three's Company? Oh my God, look it up. These motherfuckers keep calling me Janet from Three's Company. It's a 1970s sitcom with a white woman with my haircut. It pisses me off really bad, because I try to tell motherfuckers I'm just Cherokee Indian. I can't help it. Listen, come up here and I'm gonna told you I'm gonna climb your ass like a giraffe. This beautiful woman right here is about 6'6", and she knows Muay Thai. She almost knocked my leg out from under me. You want some weed? I don't got any. You want drugs? Get out of your mind, dude.
a little quieter. Too loud. My mom called me and said, Oh my God! It's it's so loud. I gotta tell you something. My mom called me and said, You wanna hear this, dude? She said, Oh my God! Your sister hotboxed the car with that ghetto weed and got the baby so high. His eyes are so bloodshot. He won't quit eating pudding. And I was laughing at my mom because my sister got her little baby so high. He's one years old. He was so high on weed, he just kept eating pudding. He kept eating pudding. My mom was crying. But that motherfucker felt good. He was just eating snack packs and all kinds of that. Then my stepdaddy Rick came out. My stepdaddy Rick came out with a pistol. And he said, Tracy, that's my sister's name. He said, you ever get that baby high weed again? And I'll kill your fucking ass. And he had a gun to my sister's head, my stepdad. This is a true story, if you don't believe me. And my sister went like this. She was real high on weed. Are you guys listening to me? Yeah. My sister was real high on weed. And my stepdad had the gun to her head. And my mom was holding the crying baby high on weed, eating pudding. And my sister went... sister went zero fucks given so uh, my stepdad ripped the door off the hinges and kicked my sister out of the house and now they're on welfare and that's why I wrote this song so thank you guys
You guys want to hear another quick story or me keep playing? For a story, scream yes. For more music, scream yes. So no story? All right. I'm going to tell one anyway. This band that we're touring with, Shock Hazard, they're from uh, like the redneck area of London, and they're fucking hilarious. I can't understand a word they're saying. They picked us up in this van. It's a post-apocalyptic Mad Max van. It's got a generator in it. They put seats in it. Yeah. These motherfuckers, I come out of the hotel room, and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? They got an open gas stove inside the van, and they're cooking a bunch of meat. There's, like, shit splattering. Like, I said, Jake, what are you doing? He goes, I'm making bacon buddies. You want one, fuck? I said, I'm alright man, I don't need a bacon buddy tonight. I don't need one this morning. And then, my good friend Tom, Dan, where's Dan H? This motherfucker Dan H, he's my, care, my caretaker over here in the UK. I love him so much. I invited him into the van. And he goes, I can't do a British accent, but I'm just telling it from the store. He goes, oh my god, mate. This smells like a hamster cage. It was the first day of tour. This is two weeks in. Imagine what this fucking van smells like now. It's unbelievable. But it's really cool. And what I decided was, you know, you know how little kids got those play ball pits at McDonald's and shit? You know, they jump on the balls? I decided, since this is just a gerbil cage fun house, are you listening to me? Your hair, you work in a salon? You got good ass hair, I knew you worked at a salon. How did I know that? All right, so I decided since this was a fucking fun house, Turbo Cage, we just started pissing in those Volvic water bottles. Instead of pulling over, we just decided to piss in them. We just leave them on the floor. Now it's about a foot high. And basically, it's just a piss bottle water ball pit. And we just dive in there and hang out. So you look like you're the Almond Brothers. If you want to come out after the show and just come play in the piss water ball pit with us, feel free. I was going to say I want an Xbox 360 for Christmas, if you know. That was me. Almond Brothers is cool. So if you want to come play in the piss bottle ball pit, yeah. hit me up. Any beautiful ladies, come in there. I know you, you got a nice ass mustache. Come in there and swim in that piss bottle. Now give me a high five.
This is our last song, London. You know, this ain't the Eddie Murphy comedy hour. This is the rock and roll show. You guys feeling it? We are sweating our asses up here. I'm beating the shit out of the guitar. I feel like a fucking demigod. Can you guys put a fist in the air for me? I need woman out of the way. Woman, you got to move. Guys, pack in. Guys, pack in. I need you behind there in the back. You know, they say rock and roll is very masculine. The guitar is like a big dick. I need you guys back there. I need you guys in the back. I'm like a fucking circus ringleader. Just obey me for a second. What about you? You got a cool rock and roll shirt on? Come over here let me jump on your head. Are you guys ready? I'm going to stage dive into you guys. You ready? All right. I need a lot of guys right here so I can get a good jump. I only weigh 138 pounds. We need some more fellas. You're not joining. Are you joining? All right.
we got one more song. If you guys don't mind, I hear a lot of y'all motherfuckers telling secrets. I hope it's good. You know, the internet has created a place that is full of all the knowledge at your fingertips. Anything you could have in your life, it's there. But people get on there, and all they want to do is talk shit and hate, and call me a faggot, make fun of my haircut. Let me tell you a story about where I come from. Can I tell you guys a story? stage, so keep it real quiet. No monitors. Alright. My Uncle Alvin. He's, you guys want to hear this? Okay. My Uncle Alvin. He's about 6'3". I'm from South Georgia. Not Atlanta. I'm talking about the good old boys. Yes, the sticks, baby. He fucking, he makes moonshine in his barn. He's got a distillery. He's got a rebel flag tattoo that's been on there for 25 years. Before all the internet controversy. You know, rebel used to mean you were a bad motherfucker. He's got about a shaved bald head. Jim, are you listening to me? Are you into this story? You look captivated, riveted on the end of your fucking seat like you're watching Interstellar. I know I'm not Matthew McConaughey and True Detective, but I am tough from the biters. I know who I am. Alright, so my Uncle Alvin, he's about 6'3". His hair is bald on top. Okay, his hair is about your length on top. You look handsome as fuck with a chiseled jaw. But the back is about this long. It's called a Tennessee waterfall or a Kentucky tailgate. He's got a fucking real redneck mullet. The only thing, he loves rock and roll. And he, his wife, Big Angie, he was a drug addict and alcoholic and he kept getting DUIs. And he has three DUIs. And on the fourth, you go to prison in Georgia. So he would go up to the big city Atlanta and do electrical work. Matt, I need a quieter. He would go up to the big city and do electrical work. And he would send his paychecks to his wife, Big Angie, because he would spend them on crack and hookers. What he would do after he got off work at the end of the week, he would take his whole paycheck, go to a check cashing place, and get about five or six crack whores, take them to a motel, smoke a bunch of crack, and have a crack fuck orgy. And he was a big bad. He's Uncle Alvin. Like, yeah, God damn it. He was high on crack, and he would fuck all these crack whores. Six, and it, it was fucking his... Uh, it, was, it was messing with his... Uh, uh, marriage. And oh, it was really bad. So one time, my mom calls me and she goes, you want to hear what my mom said? I'm going to speak in my voice because my mom is so manic. She goes, Tuck, your uncle Alvin got kidnapped in a crack house. They tied him up and they were trying to get his ATM debit card number to rob him. My Uncle Alvin broke out of the crack house where they had him held for ransom for his debit card number on the way out while he was bar brawling like a bad motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? What's the motherfucker uh, with the big dick walking stick from Utah? Uh, Billy the, Joe? The Billy Jack. The Rock? You know Billy Jack? Yeah. Alright, never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> Alright, so he got stabbed a bunch with a little fucking knife. And he's so high on crack and so tough and just such a southern boy. My mom's a nurse. 
He calls her up. She picks him up at 5 a.m., takes him to my, her house, and sews him up without any anesthetic on the fucking couch. Okay, you ready for the next part of the story? Yeah. Christmas Eve a couple years ago. You guys really want to hear this? Yeah. All right, all right. Don't get bored, goddamn Greg Allman. You're the fourth Allman. You did the secret backups on Trav on fucking. years ago, I used to party and do a lot of drugs, and he thought, you know, he goes, hell yeah, you like ACDC, you're cool as fuck, I fucking love ACDC, so he wanted to bond with me over rock and roll, because he likes Skinner and all the good shit, he goes, you want to get some Christmas cocaine, and I'm like, I guess I'll bond with my uncle, that's cool as fuck, right, he's, he's scared, he's like, because he makes fun of me, look at that goddamn haircut, you look like a queer boy, but he finally wanted to bond with me. So on Christmas Eve, about 8 p.m. on Christmas, he drives to the fucking ghetto. Are they acting? What do you guys want? Just ask for it. Do you want? You want shots? All right, I'm trying to make this as fast as possible because it has an ending. Are you listening to me, Miss Hairdresser? All right, let me fix my blue mullet. All right. So my motherfucking Uncle Alvin, we go on a hunt for Christmas Eve cocaine. We go down the street, there's all these crazy black gangster guys like, what do you want, motherfucker, what do you want? He's like, want some cocaine, want some cocaine? And they don't got no cocaine. So we drive everywhere to get cocaine. There is none. My uncle looks at me about 15 minutes later like this. Tuck, you ever smoked crack before? And I went, uh, no, Uncle Alvin, I have never smoked crack. He goes, were you about to? My uncle goes to a crack house and buys $80 worth of crack while I'm scared as fuck in his truck. He's blacked out drunk. He's got three DUIs already. Christmas. Christmas Eve. What? Wait, wait. Before, before the family function. I have a family function to go to after this. He pulls into a well-lit gas station that's busy as hell with people getting like stuff for Christmas Eve. Gets a Mountain Dew can and chugs the entire Mountain Dew. Takes a cigar, ashes in it, puts a big crack rock on it, and goes... He goes, all right, boy, your turn. I said, well... Never say no to It's my fucking uncle. You never say no to family. So I said... And that's like... sudden, all is well. Life is beautiful. I'm riding in his Ford 1998 Ford F-150 truck while he's blacked out drunk. And he starts blasting music and jumping curbs. He's fucking like hitting things crazy as fuck. And he's like, this is my favorite song. You like this one? I said, I love Jailbreak. That's one of my favorite songs. And then he said, you know what my all-time favorite song is? And I said, what? And he turned this on. And it's forever had a place in my heart, whether I'm sober or I'm high on crack. Thank you, Uncle Alvin, for getting me high on crack when I was in high school and turning me on to good rock and roll.
guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you.